You're listening to Dynamo's Dozen. With your host, Ian the Dynamo Kelly. And welcome back to Dynamo's Dozen and a happy new year to each and every single one of you beautiful guys and gals and thank you for your support in 2018. It was an absolutely incredible year for Dynamo's Dozen, far exceeded expectations in terms of downloads and content. Um, So once again, thank you very much. I also really want to thank you for your patience. Um, It's been a really, really difficult couple of... uh, Really difficult couple of months for me um, on a personal level um, due to, to, to um, some family reasons and, and stuff and it's, it's, not been, it's not been ideal but we are going to continue and I am going to be bringing Dynamo's Dozen to your ear holes each and every single week once again in 2019. Um, as you may have seen on social media, um, I've mentioned numerous occasions that Thursday is going to be the new day that Dynamo's Dozen drops. So each and every Thursday, that's going to be your uh, that's going to be your day to listen to the best podcast on Irish shores and anywhere in the world. So once again, I really do thank you um, from the bottom of my heart for your continued support and for your patience. I know a lot of people have been asking me. When is the next Dynamo's Dozen coming out? The last Dynamo's Dozen, um, unfortunately, was um, for the late great Dynamite Kid. Um, it's been been a while, so I do I do thank you again for your uh, for your patience. Um, it's the sixteenth um, today when I'm recording this this podcast. So when you hear it, it's going to be the seventeenth, which is Thursday, because in case you didn't know. Thursday is going to be the uh, the new day that Dynamo's Dozen drops into your unwaxed ear holes and your freshly talked bottoms and um, yeah so a lot of stuff uh, lined up for this year um, we did we did have a very 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 special guest lined up for you today unfortunately he did have to uh, he did have to well there you go there's your first hint you know it's a male you know it's a male, you just don't know who it is yet. Or some of you may have figured it out from my little hints. And not so thinly veiled hints. On uh, on Twitter, and on Instagram, and on Facebook. But I'm not going to announce it until next week. I'll announce it next Monday. Exactly who our very special guest is. Possibly, possibly, the biggest guest on Dynamo's Dozen of all time. Possibly. Who knows? But I'm really, really excited um, about what I have lined up for you over the next year, um, and especially over the next couple of weeks. Um, today, however, I am going to be talking about a number of subjects. I'm going to be talking about AEW, All Elite Wrestling. 
I'm also going to be talking about Finn Balor, who's now the number one contender for the Universal Championship. Spoiler alert, after the fact. Delayed reaction. Hey, if you don't hear it in the ring, it's going to hit you. Um, going to be talking about... Uh, going to be talking about that. Going to be talking about a lot of subjects today. And rather than doing it on my own, I'm going to have a guest on that is a very, very good friend, close personal friend, but also a friend of the show. And that is the couch pundits, Neil Keegan. He's been on the uh, on the show on a, a number of times throughout 2018, and he's going to be joining me today. And we're going to discuss all elite wrestling, what it means for the future of wrestling. Um, we've already signed some big guys like Chris Jericho. Do I need to mention any more? No. We're going to be talking about some of the guys and gals that could possibly jump ship to AEW. We might do some fantasy AEW booking. Who knows? We might play around with it. Um, but we're going to call it on the fly. Um, lots of great content for you today. Um, and like I say, I'm joined by, uh, by Neil Keegan, who is, a, who is a man who has a very, very good, good brain for the wrestling business, but also, um, also just has great conversation. Um, check out the Couch Pundit. Neil Keegan always brings amazing um, content. For you, whether it be politics, whether it be rugby, whether it be any kind of sport, whatever it may be on his mind also, that's what, that's what he does, and that's what we do. So, um, trust me, today is going to be a great show. Um, I had some great, uh, great feedback and interaction with you guys um, on Facebook and Instagram over the past couple of days as well. Um, and I will be uh, talking about some of the questions that were put to me regarding AEW and also um, the the uh, possible possible promo of Beast versus Demon. So um, this is going to be uh, this is going to be great for me. We're going to talk about um, NXT Takeover at Blackpool as well. And again, we're just going to have some fun today. Once again, I really want to thank you guys and girls for your patience. Um, over the past couple of months, I've also had some great messages of support during that month as well, which has meant a lot um, to me and to my family. So thank you um, from the bottom of my heart. It really, really means the world. And uh, like I say, strap yourselves in because Dynamo's Dozen is back and it's 2019, baby. Let's go. I am once again with a very familiar and very sexy voice. Um, the the man the man the man who needs no more introduction on this show, Mister Neil Keegan, or we'll just call you Kigo now at this stage. I think, um, Kigo, welcome to the show. How are you doing? That is spelled K E G O. How are you doing? Happy New Year to you and whoever has you in your ears as we speak. In those sexy unwaxed ear holes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I say unwaxed Absolutely. because. What a start, what a start, wax, wax other things, but leave your ears alone. Leave your ears alone, but always, always remember to never forget the talc. <laughs> never forget the talc. That's a thing, that's a thing on social media now, there's hashtags with that going. <laughs> Don't forget the talc. Oh yeah. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. I, uh, I haven't heard of that one before now. Well, you've heard it on this show, you know, that's part of my intro, and never forget the talc. That's just... that's Never forget the talc. People always just think that I uh, I can't spell talk, but it actually is meant to be talc. 
Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's a bit of comedy, but it's also a useful life lesson. Well, it is, you know, and I'm going to, you know, now that it is, you know, Thursday morning for people that are listening to this, you know, they're on their, they're on their morning commute. They possibly had their shower maybe last night before they get into bed because that's quite nice. Having a shower before you get into fresh, fresh sheets is quite nice, to be fair. Um, well, what about, what about the people who are listening to you now on the way home from a night and they've only got a few minutes to have the shower and to remember the talk before going into work because they had the old walk of shame there at about 4 a.m. back to the house. What about those people? What, do we have anything to say to them? Well, what I would say to them is if they are going home um, from that walk of shame or they're coming home yep. from work and they're going to have that shower, once the shower's finished and you finish drawing all your little bits and bobs, just never forget the talc. That's it, look. It works in every situation. It really does. And in the morning, if you've had your shower the night before, have a little bit of a talc top-up. That's, that's, that's it. Just a little, a little, a little swifty talc there in the morning just to, to keep the area fresh before you put your little knickers on. And uh, you too, ladies. Yeah. And then you can just stroll on into the day fresh as a daisy. Do you know what? What a start to 2019 for the <laughs> This is just absolutely amazing. I couldn't, I couldn't have a better guest on. Just, I, I mean, next week's guest, I'm sure we couldn't have this conversation with. But we'll, we'll never know. I'll, I'll make sure. I'll, I'll certainly be tuning in to see to see what the opening uh, the opening introduction is going to be. Um, see how much uh, how many uh, talc references you can get in uh, before he hits you with a musical instrument and sometimes it used to look like talc coming out of that musical instrument so there you go that's true that's true um, if you had a dirty mind you wouldn't know which way to go but we're actually keeping it fairly straight here yes there was a lot of talc in his instrument back in the day so many strings were pulled on that instrument to get to that. <laughs> so let's... <laughs> the we, amount of people he's hit with his instrument over the years, it's just... You, there's too many, too many to name. We, we digress, we digress. We, uh, <laughs> let's digress back onto the road. So listen, um, there's only one place to start um, for the new year because it, it is a new year. I hope you enjoyed your Christmas and whatnot. Um Absolutely. The Selection Box Massacre of 2018 is only just about over now, so uh, we're trying to <clears throat> trying to get back into our uh, bikini-ready best. So I always don't. I always remember to talk, so we're all good. Well, that's cool, because I'm sure that the gym, um, the, the, the gym prices have possibly gone up, being the month that it is. <laughs> um, the, yeah. one, the one-month gym memberships are in full <laughs> effect. Um, in some cases, 12-month gym memberships... <laughs> That only get used for about a week or two, but uh, again, we, we, we digress. Um, so listen, Kigo, we got to start at the big yes. news that everyone wants me to talk about, um, and they're gonna want your opinion too because it's just two old guys talking about stuff that we we once had a clue on. Um, professional wrestling is yes. Thank you for saying once had a clue. I appreciate that. Yeah, because it's it's a very factual statement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it never leaves. It's like ABCs, baby. It's like ABCs. We know what we're talking about. But listen, all elite wrestling. I mean, wow. We don't yeah. need, we don't need to get into how it started, where it came from. Everyone knows at this stage where it's come from. So let's just stick to the facts. The 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 presser was um, last week, I believe. It was last week. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
for anyone that doesn't know the full idea, just give you a basic rundown. Um, it's uh, Tony Khan, who is basically the son of uh, Shahid Khan, who owns, for us, I mean, all the Americans keep saying Jacksonville Jaguars, not a lot of people mm. over here know, but they also own Fulham, Fulham Football Club. So, um, big, big money involved. I think uh, I think the w- estimated personal worth is $5 billion. So, it's um, you're talking Ted Turner money, almost. Um, here, uh, far more, mo- far more, more money than Vince is worth, or even I think WWE might be worth as a whole. Maybe not, maybe not uh, as a whole, but very close to it. So this is personal worth we're talking about here. Um, so Tony Khan, um, is is basically the the guy. He's going to be the president. He's going to be head of the day to day operations, whereas Shahid is going to be basically the investor. He's the, he's the lead investor, but we've got Cody Rhodes, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson, um, and they're obviously known as the elite. But they are gonna be, I guess. This is what people don't really know yet. I guess they're gonna be. Well, I know Cody. I, I've heard today actually. Cody is executive vice president. And so are the books as well. The young books, are, they're all executive vice president. So I don't know what that role is going to in, entail just yet. Um, nobody... Well, they get, they get two paychecks, I think. You know what I mean? They get, yeah. they get uh, getting in the ring in your spandex paycheck. They get the uh, writing the stories or whatever paycheck. And they get the executive vice president or whatever their other title is. So they get, it's like if you're in a movie and you're, you know, Brian Cranston and Breaking Bad. Sure. The, the the episodes he directed, he gets a second paycheck as well. So they're, um, they, from from what I've written now, I'm out the game, I'm following you here, but it sounds like the, the, the three lads have signed five-year deals, which is fantastic. Five-year guaranteed deals, which is amazing yeah. for a lot of money. So they're, they're invested, they're involved, they're ready to rock and roll. And so I'm jumping all over here, but just a, a very quick thing before okay. jumping into AEW a- a- was the reaction of um, the kind of European wrestlers, say UK and Ireland wrestlers, to this and then to NXT UK and then to what order was it in? WWE stopped certain guys from working in certain places. Sure. Then NXT UK opened, then AEW opened. So to me, sitting on the sidelines way out the game, uh, just looking at it, there's never been a better time to be a wrestler. If you want to make a living at it, never been a better time to do it. It's never been more open. But the reaction to some people, uh, or of some people, has been um, negative to all of this, to AEW, thanks to UK, to all this sort of stuff. And well, that's, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's such a weird way to react to more opportunity. And I guess it's because, like, you know, if you're not trained properly and you're stealing moves, you're stealing gimmicks, you're stealing ring coats and looks and stuff, if you're stealing all that stuff, you'll never go any, go anywhere. Well, but the guys who, who have a shot and who are original and who are good, you're going to see them disappear from, from Ireland very, very quick. And that's why the guys are opening uh, the new school up the road and everything like that to keep that conveyor belt like Leinster having the rugby, to keep that conveyor belt going of high-level talent because the way the guys are trained here is very different to the UK, whereas it's more positive training here, whereas in the UK it's very um, very closed, very paranoid. Like A lot of the guys on TV are guys I was in a car with in 2008, you know what I mean, yeah, in the, when sure. it was social clubs and awful stuff, uh, you know, having the fight promoters get paid 
they went through all that and they kept that scene alive up until your 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 PCWs and all that sort of stuff arrived. And now they're up on the big stage and people are freaking out because they're not on shows anymore. They don't think people are going to go. They don't have confidence in their own ability. I'm waffling a bit here, but that has annoyed me recently. Yeah, you understand. I'm actually, and I'll tell you what, we're going to get onto that. So, so do mm. do remember to to bring that up um, when we finish on the subject of AEW because. Sound. Um, I, I yeah, do, you keep me on the keep me on the road here. Yeah, because I do actually have um, a few bits and pieces to talk to you um, in that regard, purely because it's yeah. bothered me as well. Um, so we will we will get on to that. So we'll call we'll call that the dis section, and uh, <laughs> the dis section. And it's not any game blog. There's going to be no disses from us um, in, in the regard because just basically to put it into context, I guess in in a lot of ways you were saying the exact same thing as what I'm about to say. There's never been a better time to be a wrestler um, or a wrestling fan. Well, I don't like when people say there's never been a better time to be a wrestling fan because that just that just shits on generations, you know what I mean? Because it's a generational thing. Some people in the 50s will say it was the best time. Some people in the 60s, yeah. it's, it's like football. You know, my day, players didn't roll around like... Yeah, absolutely. Know. So that's, that's, that's horses for courses in that regard. That's, that doesn't mean anything to me. Um, however... In terms of, if you are a worker or a aspiring wrestler or worker, whatever you want to call it, um, today, then there hasn't been a better time. And I'll tell you why, because, you know, when WCW folded back in 2001 um, and it was bought over by the McMahons, um, that was pretty much the end of it in terms of there was one place to go. And that was it. Yeah. Whereas when WCW was around, of course, you could still work. The boys could work. But it was only the guys that you saw on TV could work, as in the guys in the United States could work. Yeah. You know? Nowadays, people know how to get involved in wrestling. There's plenty of really grade A wrestling schools around the world, basically, that, that you know... Verified guys have had their hand in, uh, you know, hand, you know, hands-on training, or they put their name to it, or they, you know, so it's it's very easy to find a legitimate wrestling school these days. Whereas back in the day, it wasn't so easy to find a yeah, hundred percent a wrestling school that you weren't getting shafted on. So you're a hundred percent right. Today is the best time to um to 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 try and get your ass into the wrestling business for sure. Even if you are an alpha, you know. Um, or an L one, <laughs> but um, yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't be gender specific now. You, if, if you're just old, you know what I mean. Regardless of if you picked a gender or not, you, there, there's never been a better time to jump in. And there's a, the, the 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 thing that kind of warms my cockles, and the fact that you said 2001 just there, uh, it, it 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 froze my cockles before they warmed up again. Uh, it kind of feels like it was only yesterday when I, I like to do happened. that. I like to bring you down and bring you back up. You know. Yeah, you see, it's a roller coaster of emotions, and it's only a Wednesday evening here, so, you know, I'm not ready for this on a hump day, but what I was going to say was, the guys who were in when we were there and, wrote, uh, and started a certain way, they have, you, you can see the guys who have evolved, and they are now either still working or they're coaching, yeah. and that's why, that's why I feel that the coaching here that we have in Ireland, whether you look at the new school that's opening with, with um with Joe, Paul, uh, Maxer, and Jordan, like that's that's the four horsemen of the wrestling apocalypse. There, no, but yeah. then if you go if you go like twenty minutes or fifteen minutes up the road, you got Justy working up there in in, uh, in FFPW and Phil Boyd, who's I don't know. I think I think I I can't tell if Phil is either 
eighteen or one hundred and eight. He's been around for so long, so he's learned so much it's over. Actually, one hundred and eighteen. Just to just one hundred and eighteen. You know what I mean? He doesn't look a day over eighty. Like so, you can But, but he, these are people who you can uh, you can go and learn from them. And I don't think people uh, who are doing it now understand the uh, the wealth of knowledge that they can get on a bus, get on a Lewis, get in their car and go to. And it's just when, when you when you see people who go training and uh, they do nothing but complain. And again, it's, it's hard not to be the bitter old man on a Wednesday night with no sleep. Yeah. It, you know, if we could if we could if we could be eighteen now, like, we, it would be just a different. The game would be so different because we'd be going from gym to gym, going, "Justy, what's the story here? Joe, what's the story here? Paul, how do I do this? Uh, Max, or how do I how do I do this?" Devlin, how do I do this? And they, they'd be there to help you. Whereas 100%. people are just, they're going in, they're doing a training session once a month. They complain about a bump. They complain about a bruise. They complain about a sore elbow. If you do that now, listen, you're never going to make it. If you're going on social media and complaining about it, you're never going to make it. Just stop. You're wasting everyone's time. I tried there'll to be hide. People, I tried people to... listening to you now going, we're taking shots. We absolutely are because I'm not speaking for you. I'm only speaking for myself. I'm jealous of the opportunity that the guys have now no, and I'm girls with you. that the I'm, people have now. I'm really with you. I mean, I remember um, at at 17 years old and training, actually trying to hide a concussion. <laughs> you know, Just, no, I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. And mm-hmm. then going home and puking my ring up and my father yeah. having to worry about the aftermath. You know. And yeah, like we didn't have the knowledge then. Like you know what I mean? You just you just figure out how to get through. Like everyone's first bump rattles them. Everyone's first you know uh, move, first cardio session, you puke, you, all this sort of stuff. The fact that you know they, they they do one session a month and they call themselves wrestlers. Look, I'm not a wrestler. Most people say I never was. That's fine. But it's it's the opportunity that is there has never been better. And I'm getting a bit grumpy here. I apologize, but I just can't get over the opportunity that is there. And you well, see some guys like for you. It's on a plate, like you know, it's there. The, like the work has to be done. You look at I, I was in one of my last matches. Matches was with um, Scotty Davis, right? Little kid, right? amateur amateur background on him, um, but he was he was turning into the, into this stuff. And you kind of look at him and you go, right, this is a guy who could, at the, I think he was what, he might have been 17 when I was in there with him. And you kind of go, right, this is how old people do it. But we're going to throw in, we're going to throw in what you do, and, and but you've got to be confident in what you're doing. He hadn't had a lot of training. We got through it. But he, the, the penny started dropping for him there, not because of me, probably because I was old and lazy. But he, the penny started dropping to him going, here's a guy who's old. He's taught me a tiny bit, nothing much. And I said to him, go to every training session you can go to. And he has gone, even when he's injured, he's gone to training. Yeah. And that's the thing that, that he's he's built differently to 90% of the people who will be listening to you now who think they go training when they're wrestling. They'll say, oh, I live in Kildare or I live in whatever. The boys used to get on a bus at 8 in the morning to go from Kildare to Bray. You know what I mean? It's Fact. Yeah. if you want to do it, you do it. If you don't want to do it, don't talk to me about it. Sorry, I'm getting grumpy now. Apologies. Well, here now, you know where I lived in Bray to where we trained is a long walk. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a hill from the station. You know Absolutely. what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, the, it's, the, it's <laughs> you know, it's not the hill on the way down. It's the hill on the way back up after that wrestling <laughs> session. That was a, at least they had a bus to go home on. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And look, the ring is set up when they get there. You know what I mean? Exactly. Oh yeah, I like that. 
Um, no, but listen, let's get on to AEW. Um, yeah, sorry, I keep I keep changing subjects. No, that's okay, man. It all fit in. It all fit in to what to what we're eventually going to talk about. Um, so I suppose as I, I'm not going to get into the history of it or any of that. I'll <coughs> leave that for all the Dave Meltzers and you know whatever of this world to 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 talk about. Um, what we do know is that there is a company set up, um, and what yep. we do know is that they do have a pay-per-view set up, which is from May 25th. It is quite a while away. Um, you're looking at about four months in and around from now in Vegas, in the MGM Grand uh, Garden Arena. Um, huge stadium, huge fucking venue and whatnot. So let's look at some of the guys that they have, the standout kind of stars. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll start. We, you know, They've only got, thus far, they've got the books, obviously, um, we've got Max Freeman, um, got a couple of Japanese guys as well who were actually signed to the Oriental Wrestling Entertainment. I think they were uh, Chinese. They were working over in China. China, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll mention their names here in case it ever falls on me in the future. <laughs> uh, Takahiro Yamamura and then T Hawk, which is easier to say. But then Pac went there. Pac, you know well. Yeah, you know Pac. Um, Scorpio Sky. Um, Joey Janela, who's obviously started to his stock has started to raise very highly. Um, Frankie Kazarian, who's been around, you know, it seems like forever. Um, El Lindemann, um, and then obviously Cody Christopher Daniels again, who seems like he's been around forever. Yeah, that exactly. guy is older yeah. than one hundred and eighteen, actually. Um, and then another one of the uh, the Chinese guys, Chima. But two guys that I wanted to mention before I get to the main event. <laughs> One guy should I mention before I get to the main event is Hangman Page, who I, who I just see dollar yes. signs all over. I just see dollar signs all over that guy, um, I, 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 and I've only kind of had a brief, uh, kind of um, I guess, uh, understanding of him over the last kind of couple of months, you know. But anything I've seen, my God, that guy gets it, you know, um, and then of course. The guy who is literally five hundred and fifty years old, Chris Jericho. <laughs> I mean, this is crazy. This guy is just like he is the everlasting bunny. But he, he he's the smartest guy outside of the rock in any form of entertainment. He can he's able to see where the ball's gonna go. You know what I mean? If he yeah. if he played football for Ireland, he'd be the best striker we ever had outside of Robbie Keane. He'd be able to tell where everything is going. Yeah. And he's so smart. Even in music, the gigs he picks to play for Fozzie, all the way up to the dates he works, who he works for. Like he did he did that Saudi Arabia show and probably got a million quid for it. Yeah, no, Probably won't work for him for a long time. That's fine. He got a million quid, you know what I mean? He's so smart and he's so aware of what's going on. Like As soon as he was over in Japan or talking to whoever, the books and Cody and all these guys, he just he understood that they understood, and I think that's I think that's the magic in that group of people. They each know that they each know. If you know what I mean, they understand. Yeah. Yeah. I know Cody's got generations of it, and the young books have gone from you know paying to wrestle on shows to to get to private jets and stuff. But those guys are our age or around our age, and I think that's the key. They're the the, the cornerstone of the operation. Are people who started um, in and around, maybe a tiny bit before the attitude era, in and around that time, but they've they've been there from. Okay, if you take Cody out of it because he had 
a, a helping hand. It doesn't mean he he it was easy for him. It was just a different journey for him than the young bucks. I, but would, they, say, I would say it was more difficult for Cody actually because it's like uh, if you're Johan Cruyff and then all of a sudden you're Jordi Cruyff and you sign for Man United, the pressure is on you big time. You know. Oh, that's true. That's true. But then you got to look at it one way. If, if it's a football thing. Um, They'll they'll bring him to an academy game or an academy tryout or whatever quicker than than Dynamo I from gotcha. formerly Bray. I gotcha. You know what I mean? So I gotcha. yeah. you still he, he still had to take advantage of of whatever opportunities I were gotcha. given him to him. I gotcha. Yeah, and he and he's done that. But it, it's just the, it's a different journey, is what I mean. No, the young books are the guys yeah. who 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 struggled. They they went through the scene when it was down. Um, you know the the equivalent in the UK are the guys like. Um, Ashton Smith and, and Laguerre, who were there before Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn when they were still spotty, pimply babies. They used to, Pete and Dunn used to go and watch those boys in the, the Irish social club in, in Birmingham and all that way around. They, they're they the guys who kept the scene together. The Young Bucks are the guys who, who were the workhorses of the, the independent team when no one went. So they're, they're taking all of this experience, all this knowledge, all of this um, getting, getting, I hate because the thing I hate is not people who aren't wrestlers using wrestling terms, and I'm not a wrestler, and I'm about to use a wrestling term, so I kind of hate myself. But there you go. We're we're we're, we're admitting everything here on Dynamo's doesn't uh, always talk. <laughs> Don't forget to talk. Uh, but yeah, uh, they've 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 struggled through the whole thing. They've gotten over in front of one person, fifteen people, and a dog, which we did in Blanchardstown, all the way up to the Tokyo Dome. So they know the story all the way along. They know what works. And they're bringing that in to AEW, which is just, uh, you know, I'm out of the game, far out of the game, listen to podcasts on it or whatever, but this AEW thing has really piqued my interest based on the fact that the boys are, they're around the books, they're around my my age. Yeah, we're about the same age. We're the same age. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They've, they've, not saying we've been on similar journeys, but we've, we've been through, been in shit scenes and all the way up to where it's nearly gotten good. And they were a massive part of that. I, I'm not saying I was, but they were. And they're bringing that into this new organization with financial backing, with a decent roster so far. Now, there's a few guys that they can bring in from Europe. There's one who's part of this uh, training school that's opening in, in, in Dublin here. They need to get uh, Max, Sean Guinness on the phone and get him over there straight away because he would change it again because he's been through it all. But he's also adding in a mixture of um, that kind of uh, Sean Michaels, uh, luchador, Japanese, American stuff. He, he can do everything. He would be a massive addition to AEW. They, they're they reaching out to people as we speak. They're putting together a decent roster. Uh, but, and I'm sure you're going to get onto this now, the important thing is for old fuckers like me, if I want to watch it, it needs to be easy. Yeah. And so... Whether it's I don't I, I I assume they're not going on Netflix, but there's the the rumor of the three TV companies in the states who have a presence here as well. If well, they get looking, onto one looking, of those and I can see them, from, we're in. From what I'm hearing at the moment, it is going to be it is going to be a Time Warner thing. I'm believing that TBS might be the favorite at the moment, but mm-hmm. but what do I know? I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. Um, you know. I understand the pay-per-view thing you can do, but once they have the TV deal in place, I agree, it needs to be worldwide, 100%. And and they're starting off with you, with your man as a multi-billionaire bankroll. Like, let's say let's say he wants to give his, his kid, he wants to give Tony 
200 million to get this thing rolling. Let's just say, for example, um, that is more than enough to, uh, and based on what they the groundwork they've done with that YouTube show they have, which is fantastic. Yeah. I'll actually watch that ahead of a wrestling show. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that's where you're talking about Hangman Page. I discovered him through that show. So did I. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, he was doing such different things to the rest of the guys in, in, the, in the confines of that show, him and Joey Ryan. It was just like, yeah, I like the guy. What does he, what, does he actually wrestle? I don't know. So I started watching it and I was going, this guy's different. You know what I mean? I don't, I can't tell what age he is. I can't tell where he was trained. But, you know, with a lot of these guys, you can tell where they, where they trained. No idea. He's so, so good. And I think he's very young as well. Um, he's going to be, he's going to be the guy they should uh, build a long-term champion around and have people come in and, and bounce off him. Well, let me but just the, let me just cut across you there for a minute because we're both it, yeah. we're both in similar situations. That's exactly um, what I thought about Hangman Page. I saw this guy and I was like, "This good guy is a dirty Texan. I love it. He looks like the kind of guy that would go and start a bit, you know, a, a fight in a bar. Um, you know, real just. You know who you reminded me of? He looked like a young Magnum TA to me. Yes, and, 100%. Uh, and that really got my interest straight away. But on that, he got over to you and me who have been around the wrestling for a long time. And we can be very picky about who we like, who we don't like. You know, it's just yes, a human 100%. nature. Um, straight away, he has some sort of, you know, energy that we like straight away. Isn't that how a lot of people got over back in the day even a lot of people got over just by doing little things like that coming on and doing promos with you know that's how a lot of guys especially down south and in, in around new orleans and whatnot um mid-south used to get over before they even set foot in a ring before they got near the place yeah exactly like so you so i'm sorry just that that kind of wrong wrong with me once you once you mentioned that so but you're, you're absolutely right. Like even even if you're in a community hall in the middle of feckin' Wexford, you know there there is you can you can see the people who attract attention. This charisma thing. And, it's natural. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, you either have it or you don't. And if you don't have it, then okay, that's fine. You can still like the, the the joy of the whole job is you can make a living, even if you're not you know the last match on. You can still make a really good living. And the thing the thing that the page has that. 90% of people doing it now don't have is that charisma, that David Lee Roth thing where you look at him and you yes. go, I'm watching. I don't really know what's going on in the beginning for me, certainly. Yeah. I was like, I don't, I, don't know, I don't know what your story is. I have no idea. I don't, I don't know if you're, if you're a good guy or a bad guy. I don't know if you do flips or you do headlocks. I have no yeah. idea because yeah. I haven't seen you wrestled yet. I've just seen you in this little story thing here that the boys made for you with Joey Ryan and I'm like yeah I'm in I'm in whatever you do I'm in I'll follow you for a certain distance now if you can't if you can't entertain me in a ring after that then it's fine grand we're done you know what I mean we'll move on we'll find someone else but he was he was better than I thought he would be in the ring and I haven't seen him in in like uh, important bunny rabbit ears important singles matches yet I think I saw him in a six man and, and a couple of a couple of singles matches kind of in the middle of the card and he's he is he is so good that people need to just watch him all the time yeah I agree um, to give you an example 
Um, my better half, she knows about the wrestling, but doesn't really follow it as much, say, as, you know, the average, average should I say, she would be an average wrestling fan, maybe, would be the best way to describe it. Like, she'll watch a pay-per-view, if I'm watching it, she'll watch it. Um, but she gets the idea behind wrestling, because to be fair, if you're around me for too long, it's pretty much all I'm going to talk about. I was about so. to say, she does it because she likes you, and that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. That's like, that. that's a beautiful story. That's it for the is. After Dark Dynamos, doesn't it? <laughs> Patreon. The things women do for us. Come come to Patreon for five dollars. <laughs> 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 this is the Babe Station episode. <laughs> I am actually dressed as a nurse in a rubber's outfit. Let's not talk about that. Uh, well, don't, don't, forget, a, don't forget to talk. I'm dressed as a doctor. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, anyway, sorry, you were saying... But no, but she actually <laughs> mentioned she was watching... Um, I had... Um, I had one of the one of the uh, elite shows on and um, she saw Hangman Page and she went now she doesn't find in the modern day long hair attractive on a man unless unless and this is the key word you're someone like a Jason Momoa or you know of the island type what a dickhead that guy Aquaman built very well very attractive man married to an absolute ride two kids Multi, multi, multi. But is he happy? Is he happy? He's the happiest man when he has a kid. <laughs> He's the happiest man in the world. <laughs> he is. He oh, is. The, if, if you don't look at him and automatically <laughs> smile, then you know there's something wrong with you. Because oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard not to like that guy. I mean, what a if, prick. if you have, if you have a, uh, if you have a little attraction to. Uh, Jason Momoa, and you are a heterosexual man. It's okay. <laughs> There's plenty of us. So. Oh yeah, he, he, he without without yeah, he's 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 the one guy you can get away with. You kind of go, oh, you know, you kind of. It takes. Wait, what? Are we recording this? Oh, we're recording. <laughs> All right. Well, then we'll just stop there. No, continue. Okay, I have a picture of Jason Momoa beside my bed for motivation for myself and herself. Oh. Uh, seeing as we're seeing as we're it's confessional hour. Yeah. I have a picture of me of eight at eighteen holding the talcum powder beside her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're talking about AEW there before. Yeah. Let's started. move on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You can you can delete that in post. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. There's a couple of those uh, laminated pictures on sale at the end of the show. We can get them going. <laughs> Um, Kigo, if you want. Yeah, to lamination. Lamination is handy, but let's not talk about that. Yeah, because if you get it at a good angle, you know, you look good. But uh, <laughs> no, so there was. But you know, the, the the way she was kind of describing it was, you know, unless you're someone like that, you know, she was looking at Jericho and she was like, Jesus, I don't find Jericho attractive anymore with that long hair. It just doesn't suit him. I don't think it ever suited him. And I was like, okay, fair enough. Beach boy look might not suit you. Blah blah blah. But she saw a hangman page and she went, now, I don't find him attractive, but the long hair suits him because of the way he carries himself and presents himself and because of how he looks. Yeah. So, so that's kind of what you're, what you're talking about. That's a charisma. That's just a natural charisma that you have or you don't. You know, you can't. Yeah, like if he, if he was a postman, he'd be the most charismatic postman in wherever he's a postman. Exactly. You know what I mean? exactly. Whatever he does, he'd have it, you know. Exactly, exactly. And again... You know, Hangman Page, you're getting a lot of uh, talk on my show here. Um, come on sometime, for God's sakes. It's only right. It's only right. Because I didn't even think we'd be talking about Hangman Page for this long, but there we go. 
Um, but I mean, <laughs> with Jericho, yeah, I mean, this is all well and good, um, being able to do all in and do a one-off show, that one big show that people want to do. You know, it's kind of like it's like the get him to the Greek kind of um, narrative, yeah. um, where you just want that one big show. But what came after the show? You needed to have a bona fide megastar or somebody that is a household name. Chris Jericho is that household name. Um, and you can build a lot around Chris Jericho. So I think with all, with, with all Elite Wrestling now, um, it, it's it's about time we get on to the, to the nooks and the crannies of it. Um, for me, I'm and, and this is purely because, you know, from just being obsessed with wrestling for so many years and kind of understanding who actually does the behind the scenes stuff and literally everyone knows who does behind the scenes stuff now with the likes of Conrad Thompson and, and, and Bruce Pritchard and 83 weeks so it's, it's all out there it's not, yeah. not claiming to know stuff that other people don't know but for me it was about right who's your broadcast team who's going to be your backstage team who's going to be the producers who's going to be the directors who's going to be the finish guys who's going to be um, you know your agents and whatnot. for me that's the most important steps f- to make this a success you can hire all the stars in the world you know um it's like a football team you know we, we always i keep going to football and the only reason the only reason i'm going back to football is because everyone's familiar with it um with the galacticos and whatnot doesn't always work so from my understanding we've got billy gunn is already um involved he's going to be an agent slash producer and um, BJ Whitmer, a lot of people might not know BJ Whitmer, but all the old Indians yep. will. Um, he's a, a kind of proper uh, Ring of Honor guy. Um, and then Dana Massey and Jeff Jones. I'm not familiar with them, being honest with you. Um, but is Je- is Jeff Jones? Is Jeff? Uh, show, I'm going to show you the age now. Is Jeff Jones the guy from ECW who used to manage Sid? He was George Jeff Jones. Well, that's who I'm. Or thinking. is that a different guy? I'm thinking that's who it might be. But I can't find any background on the Jeff Jones that they've mentioned here. Okay. So they they didn't give any narrative. Maybe someone can clear that up for us. Um, I'm not sure. Jeff but, Jones, if you're out there, uh, get in touch. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure he's uh, not going to get in touch with anyone because he's looking at a paycheck going, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, say nothing. <laughs> Is this for real? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The Are you kidding workers, me? Just say nothing. He was on yeah. the one eight eight two weeks ago, and now he's. That's it. That's it. No dick pics now for five years. That's oh, it. Oh man, but um, so for me, I mean, just hypothetically, if I'm if I'm Tony Khan, I'm not going to talk. About, I'll call him Tony Khan. I'm not. I'm, I'm not on. For- <laughs> Tony, yeah, we use his first, his full name. Yeah. yeah, come on the show, Tony. Um, yeah, when you're that rich, we use the full name. Yeah, we use the full name. Um, I'm I'm looking at the guys. You know, I'm looking at the Bruce Pritchards, not Bruce Pritchard especially, but like of that nature, people of that nature, where people that have been there and made successful um, road agents and have made successful TV before. I mean, Bruce Pritchard is probably one of the top of the line kind of guys, you know what I mean, in terms of um, having been around the business. Um, guys like that, that, that's just what I'm looking at. It's, it's just little things that I look at to, to know that it takes more than just you know money and the personnel to make a successful TV show. Um, and you know that too. But 
the likes of Jake the Snake and DDP, guys that actually have a little affiliation to Cody and all that, these are the guys that needs to be coming on board as well. You know, um, I think you're. I think you're. I think you're hitting hitting what I was going to jump on there. But like, I, I think I, if you come back a wee bit, I think that I think the brain trust is those uh, those three guys. The the young books and Cody are the guys. The idea starts there. So whether it's Hangman Page's storyline or whoever it is, it starts there. So um, obviously, you know yourself when you start anything, you're excited. And and you're 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 full of great ideas. You want to get your and shit I think in, yeah, a hundred percent. And I think I think that's may that all in two or whatever they call it. That's going to be a near perfect show. And then you've got you're running into maybe they'll record TV after that, and that's going to be a perfect TV taping. Exactly. Then yeah. when they come back to the second one, the third one, maybe the fourth one, maybe maybe they're they're starting because they're brand new at the job, you know, like wherever you start a job in the real world or in wrestling, you know, you hit a wall, you're brand new, you're brand new. So you try hard in the beginning, but then you kind of settle into the job and you, you kind of start getting a little bit, um, stagnant or whatever. And that's where I think you've hit the nail on the head. When Cody has these resources of, of, um, Diamond Dallas Page and Jake, Jake Roberts there to every once in a while, he could just pick up the phone and go, Jake, what's, what do you reckon about this? We've got this, this, and this. What do you think? And Jake might go, yeah, go with option B, option C, or have yeah. you thought about this? Or maybe Page option B, exactly I can add thing. on a bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and Page is exactly the same thing. And, that, and that's where I think, uh, I, I know Cody's getting a bit of a, a bit, a bit of grief on this side of the world, and that's fine. But I think, I think he's smart enough to know that he doesn't know everything just yet. Well, this side and of the I world think shouldn't matter, really. Uh, at the end of the day, yeah. that was all bullshit about bullshit. So, you know, we, we, we continue. <laughs> ah, well, I tell you, Foxy stood up for himself. That's all we need to know. The rest was bollocks. But I'm anyway, sure that's always uh, going to happen. Salute, we're <laughs> salute, always salute the Foxy. Hey, I but, love the Fox. Um, but he yeah. knows it. <laughs> but uh, but I think I think the first the, that uh, all in to whatever that's going to be brilliant. That's going to be worth whatever it is, pay per view or, or or the plane tickets or whatever. And then those ta- TV tapings are going to be great. Maybe the second ones are still going to be great. But then these guys are going to be the pressure is going to hit at the end of this year when they're going into TV tapings three and four. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. They've got to keep keep that train rolling. And, and, and Vince has 100 years of doing it. Um, you know, a lot of these long-term, Brian Bixon has 100 years of running shows. These guys haven't run shows. Like, even just the, the ins and outs of running a show. Like, the, the guys in Ring of Honor helped them book buildings for the last All-In, all this sort of stuff. Exactly, yeah. They are going to have to do all of this themselves unless they all make peace and figure out a way to work together. You know, the the three boys, the New Japan, Ring of Honor, and AEW. If they can figure out how to work together, the game changes. It's a bit like I discovered Milky Way yogurts. They do a mousse. That's changed my life. I'm I'm going to be obese in about three weeks. But that, I digress. So let's come back to the road. If they can figure out how to work together, then the game completely changes. But you've also, if you go into the technicalities of who you're trying to get to work together, you've got the Khan family over here. You've got uh, Bushi Road over there in Japan. And then you've got uh, Ring of Honor. What's the name of the company that owns Ring of Honor? Oh, the uh, TV company? 
my God. They, we'll, we'll uh, Jerry Sinclair or something like that, whoever they are. Yeah, we'll they, they own They own a, a million stations, also worth, you know, three, four billion dollars. There's a lot of egos involved in getting those three together. Now, can the young books do it? A hundred percent, because they've been, they've worked their way through the shitty times all the way up to now. They can, they can, uh, whether it's politic, manipulate, or or be honest about it. Sinclair They can work their way. Yeah, there you go. So, the, but if you if those three guys can work together, then the game changes. Then we've, then all we as a fan have to do is sit back and enjoy it, and then give out about it on Twitter, even though we loved it. That's all we have to do. I think they need TV, and I think you're dead right. It looks like TBS or something. TBS have variations of their channels over here. But I was going to say something to you as well. Sky Sports, right? Mm-hmm. If you if you look at how many people watch whatever their WWE programming is now, Raw and SmackDown, it's less than if they put out a Being the Elite episode on a Wednesday, by the time it gets to Saturday morning, more people have watched that than watch Raw on a Friday. Fact. So if you're if you're if you're if you're uh, in charge of the accounts in Sky Sports, right, and you're paying, you know, Anthony Joshua a hundred million quid or whatever, you know, and you're paying Vince stupid money for a declining audience, would you? Uh, obviously, there's a tradition there of Sky and WWE, but would you entertain the idea of this uh, this new company, which would be cheaper? than WWE, and who can provide a different audience, maybe a more, a younger audience, which you could push the football in on top of, or push the rugby in on top of, or the MMA or the boxing or whatever, on top of this younger audience, which they want, because no, no, you know, they, they like to say that young people watch WWE, but they don't. They, they they don't want they don't they're not up from nine to eleven or whatever on a Friday. Well, you tell me what movie. young kid is allowed to stay up on a Sunday night before Monday school to watch a pay per view. There you go. You know, and, and like the, the the stats, you know, the numbers don't lie. Young people don't watch it because it's it's shit. Look, let's be honest. And look, they're making a living as they're making more money than I'm making analyzing data and fair play to them, but it's not good. That's just what what it is. It's not good. It's not entertaining. So Sky could look at it and go, right, there's this being the elite YouTube show that draws more over a three-day period than uh, Raw on a Friday, which they replay at like four in the morning that no one watches anyway. They had an all-in show that drew 16,000 people. They might have, by the time they talk about contracts, they might have an all-in two that sells out the MGM Grand in... I think you're going for uh, monsoon on that one there. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? And it's like, you kind of go, well, they're cheaper, they provide an audience, and we can piggyback off them better than the WWE audience. Like, from a business sense, what would you do if you were the program controller, the accountant, the MD of Sky Sports? Would you entertain the idea of AEW, even though it doesn't actually exist yet? Well, of course, you entertain you, of course you're going to entertain it, but I mean, you've got that relationship with WWE over the course of years. I mean, the, for example, I think maybe since the network came, um, having worked for Sky myself before, I've always kind of looked into those analytics of the sports, so I kind of have an idea, and what you're talking about is 100% correct. Um, I always had a good inside knowledge of the how the, the box office, Sky box office works, um, especially with the boxing um and yeah. the wrestling so 
I do know that the um, the box office has been hit in in recent years since the start of the network. Um, because who's going to pay for network, and then you know pay like twenty nine dollars or twenty nine euro, um, for a WWE pay per view because it's almost double what it used to be before the network. You know, it used yeah. to be I think about fifteen euro, roughly, mm. roughly about fifteen to twenty euro, and then it went up. Um, I can be corrected on that, but I'm pretty sure I'm in the right ballpark anyway. So, you are correct in what you're saying. Um, I just don't, uh, I don't foresee that happening just yet. Um, the likes of Sky are gonna want definite, definitive figures, uh, and I, 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 for for the minimal work, you know, are they gonna? Look yeah. But then again, networks, you are correct. Also, networks are starting to look at YouTube channels as well, and saying, okay, we've got this, we've got that. Um, if if they're, you know, if they've got more views on a on a bloody video of them messing around <laughs> you know than raw has then you know let's look at it but i just don't i don't see it happening personally just yet um i do see the likes of um maybe the likes of air sports picking it up and espn mm. and stuff like that picking it up over here um i just don't see sky doing anything with that yet because it's just too um it's it's just there's just too much money laid down on the table straight away. It's like the two billion uh, the two billion Fox deal that they got. So um, yeah, they, that's, they, I, they, I I don't understand how you pay that much money for something with a declining audience. Yeah, uh, but merchandise and stuff like that. There's obviously hidden hidden little you know business deals in there that we don't know about. But yeah, there has no, to be they're something. not stupid, you know. But yeah, there has to be something. But sure, look, we talked about. Um, all elite for for quite a while, and um, we're going to take a little pause for the cause to steal a stone cold uh, <laughs> to, to steal a stone cold expression, um, and we'll come back and we'll we'll end on talking about um, not necessarily Royal Rumble, but just talking about Finn Balor himself and and how uh, how it's looking for Finn, and how possibly AEW could give Finn leverage. Hey, if you're like me and you're a fan of your wrestling merch and your MMA merch and your boxing merch, there's only one place I go, and that is Wrestling Mania. That's right. Wrestling Mania is located at the top floor of Dublin St. Stephen's Green Shopping Centre. It's your one-stop shop for all your wrestling, MMA, and boxing needs. It's Ireland's only dedicated pro wrestling shop and carries all the latest wrestling, MMA, and boxing merch, including brands like WWE, and UFC and Ring of Honor and much much more and hey if they don't have it in there they can get it if you don't see what you want and you know something that you do want well the guys in the shop can get it in for you and get this if you can't make it into the shop they'll send it to you that's right they will actually deliver it to your house so if you want your wrestling MMA or boxing hookup go to wrestling mania located once again at the top floor of Dublin St. Stephen's Marine Shopping Centre. Go check them out on Facebook. So it's Wrestling Mania on Facebook. You'll be able to drop them a mail. Very responsive, very appreciative, and also very welcoming and accommodating. Wrestling Mania for all your wrestling, MMA, and boxing needs. Go right now. Um, Kiko, 
one of the things um, that we always have to try, um, you mentioned in the off-break there, that we have to try and keep our tinted glasses off when we talk about this and try and be neutral. Um, Finn Balor um, has mm-hmm. started to find a little bit more success in recent kind of weeks, maybe months, over the last month or two, in terms of uh, getting out of the mid-card thing and, and, and starting to come back up into the to, to the top tier. And it's very hard to have not watched, say, Raw gone by this week and not got excited um, by it. Even though we probably know the, the end game <laughs> and it's just a... Yeah, it's just a thing to keep keep that merch flowing, and he'll just be uh, you know cannon fodder, um, you know for for Brock. But um, let's look at the Royal Rumble. But before we do look at the Royal Rumble, um, let's kind of look at at the build up here, um, uh, to 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 Fergal's uh, to Finn, should I say? Sorry. Um, to Finn's, uh, you know, kind of road to it. Um, it's not been, it's not been an easy road, I guess, in a lot of senses, because obviously, um, the 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 carpet was swept from under him, you know, back back at the the SummerSlam of was it sixteen now or seventeen? Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. It's, it's longer than you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sixteen. I mean, just incredible, um, amazing moment for for all kind of Irish wrestling fans. Um, and for for him himself, and I mean, you know, knowing the man, you know yourself, he never gets too down. Be he'll always be professional, and he'll always keep coming back for more. It's just the way he is. Um, but I suppose the question I'm going to ask you now is: seeing the kind of uh, the rise of Finn Balor again, I guess, and without the aid of the demon, actually. Um, it's kind of, it, 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 it would lead me to believe that maybe Vince is looking at it I suppose with the hopeful hat on me maybe Vince is looking at this and saying he could, he could be one of our top guys you know this whole narrative of think, him being smaller than everybody yeah. he's not much smaller than the likes of Dolph Ziggler or Seth Rollins or he's not much smaller than these guys well, you see, you're using logic, and logic doesn't always work. Um, but the thing for me that, that recently, and like I kind of fell out of it when the when things the wheels started falling off the Baller Express for a while. And look, I you know I I've been up and down, and I I things like um, there's a lot of massively positive things outside of the ring. Obviously, I'm not talking about the guy. I'm talking about the the things he's doing for the company in terms of being inclusive and all the LGBTQ stuff sure. and all that sort of stuff. It's sure. fantastic. Then going over to Saudi Arabia and and kind of there's no rainbow on his gear. I I got in trouble for pointing that out, you know, uh, in, on Twitter. Um, he's doing a a massively positive job. For, we'll get into the wrestling in a sec. He's doing a massively positive job for someone with a platform like that, and you know, it shows you what the what the man is like. It shows you yeah. how he was brought up. It shows you where he's from. He is uh, he is shining a light of positivity on people when, you know, it would be easy for him after working, you know, two weeks in a row on a European tour. He could just go and have a sleep in his hotel room. But no, he's out shaking hands, doing all these things. Uh, you know, Becky's the same. She was back for Christmas down in the gym showing people stuff. She did it years, every year she does it. 
She doesn't have to do it. You know what I mean? She's here to see her family. Yeah. But she's trying to give back. And that's how they were brought up. That's their families. That's who they are. And so when, when you, when you know that about people, and like we, you, you and I and, and the crew and whoever, uh, even though, you know, I'm out of the crew, I don't know anyone anymore, but you know, we all have that thing. Um, and we all want this so badly for a, a very small group of people who are, who are there, thereabouts. You kind of, we're talking about Baller, we're talking about Becky, we're talking about Devlin. Yeah, and I mean, we're Becky talking is, about, Becky we're talking about Guinness big. as well, you know. Yeah, Becky's as, as big a part of this conversation as, I mean, I just, just to stop you there, I mean, that was the most amazing yeah. thing I seen on Twitter last night. Becky Lynch throwing a throat punch. And, you yeah. know, I seen, I, I, I actually witnessed it purely because Eric Bischoff shared it. That was the first thing that came up on my, on my Twitter when I opened it this morning. And I just thought, wow, this girl is just absolutely incredible, you know. And not many people know the story. Like, she was the only woman doing it. She was down there with us in the gym getting smacked around by yeah. fellas. yeah. Tapping out most of the fellas, getting, learning, you know, she, they, women will talk about being in a man's sport, but it's, you know, they're all, all the women in Ireland are talking about being in a man's sport only because Becky did it first. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I know they all know that. And, and the standard of women's wrestling is massive in Ireland, much more, much higher standard here than in the UK, for example. And it's partly because of the job she's done. But, well, the UK um, is a pretty high standard, to be fair, as well. Uh, all right. Well, you know, you, you see you see what you see. You know what I mean? Like, I, there's not a... You, if you look at if you look at kind of, you know, the people who came behind Becky, you got, you got your Katie Harvey, you got Valkyries, you've got... Others who oh are, yeah, yeah, for to sure. To me, when I watch them, I enjoy watching them. Yeah, and you look at what Katie's doing after Becky as well. You know, I don't know her, but you, you see what she's doing in terms of coaching the other women along and all that sort of stuff. But it all starts with Becky. She was the first, and not, very few people actually know the story of, of 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 what training was like for her. She put up the ring, she took down the ring, she took bumps on blue mats before there was a ring. She got smacked around by fellas. She smacked fellas around. She's a tough woman. But yeah. but anyway, aside from all that sort of stuff, um, going back to Baller for a sec, I, you know, emotionally, we as a crew have had the rug pulled out from under us a few times with, with Finn Baller. Yeah. And you kind of go, you know, it's it's kind of been false starts. It's a bit like getting into a bat. You know, you put your feet in, you're holding your arse up off that hot bat. You know you got to dunk yourself in, but you won't enjoy it for a few minutes. That's what the Baller pushes have been for the last while. But this one... Yeah. The difference, the difference for me is that you can tell he's he is trusted more by the boss, whoever's in charge, and and the big thing was that NXT match last week with Devlin. Yeah, he was he was not Finn Balor. Yeah, I'll he let, was you, I'll let you bring that in actually, because I was going to bring that in, but you you bring that yeah. in, yeah, yeah. And and this is why I think this this kind of. Uh, push or whatever they call it is different to the last ones i think maybe the last ones were based on maybe injury or whatever i know he got injured as well when he when he when he when he won the title but i think this one is different as because you can see they said to him look we know jordan devlin's absolutely fantastic and we know we are going to invest in devlin for 100 years because he's still in his early 20s we know that or mid 20s whatever he is um we know that but we need you to go out there and have a match with him and they and and the, it didn't appear to be a WWE match, which you can, you know, you're watching one when you're watching one because that's what they are. Oh, that was an NWA Ireland match, yeah. But that was that was him 
I don't I don't remember him smiling. I don't remember him doing anything, you know, kind of corny or whatever. Not that he it's the wrong corny's the wrong word, but you get what I mean. He wasn't smiling. Of course. And if you look if you look at that <laughs> match and you look at what he did in New Japan when when they started trusting him more, you know, putting the Bullet Club around him and the reason everyone is wearing Bullet or was wearing Bullet Club shirts was down to him. And that charisma that we were talking about earlier on with Hangman Page, he has it too. Yep. He was given he was given trust back then, and that's when he started shining in New Japan. It's taken a while for him to get that trust in, in WWE, and I think the match with Devlin last week was a... It was, it, I, I enjoyed it more than I should have enjoyed it, aside from the people who were involved. It was a fantastic, what I think wrestling is now that's not for everyone some people may not have liked it and they, they did leave a lot in the tank because they were what second or third or fourth or something like that they yeah. were early in the show but they put on a match where you know we're all going to pay money to see it again because we could tell that the two boys had more in the tank more to give but Balor was more Prince David than Finn Balor and I think that was because they said Go have a match with the two of you guys. Go have a match. We trust you. Here's the amount of time you have. Bang. There you go. And I think the, the last Monday on Raw where they they really went with the John Cena thing, um, he, him raising his hand for the second time. He did it way back in NXT as well. You're kind of starting to get get this kind of, yeah, this might, this might happen. And I kind of was thinking about it since reading about uh, Raw on Monday. I was kind of going, okay, you know, how would I do it? You know, if, if I had any sort of interest or control, how would I do it? And you kind of go, right, well, Brock's not going back to UFC. He's not going to go back and fight. He, he doesn't, nobody wants to get punched in the face. He doesn't want to get punched in the face. He works, what, eight times a year for eight million quid. He's never leaving that job. Don't believe the hype. Okay. You, wait till you see him at WrestleMania weighing 300 pounds. He's not fighting in the UFC weighing 300 pounds. You don't believe he's going to go back, no? I do not. Like, Cain Velasquez will still eat him up. Um, Mark Hunt should have beaten him. Um, who's the champ? DC is will, will murder him. That's a, a separate issue. But I, I also think if I was him, I wouldn't want to do it. Why would you want to do it? He's 40 plus years old now. He's 41, 41, 42. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you sign on for another year... You're working, let's say he signs on for two years. Let's say that's 16 matches in two years. Yeah. That's at least 16 mil before you add in the T-shirt money. And then, the you know, he, he's going to walk away rich with his health intact. But I, but I think that you got to get the belt off him and let him disappear for a while. So he, he wins at the Rumble. And the Demon rolls back into WrestleMania and beats Brock Lesnar. That's no, I know nothing about nothing, but that's that's what I would do. Well, yeah, I understand, but the whole—I mean, when we when we bring logic in as well, that's when you know it, it takes away our dreams, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> not that I dream about these things. Put that on a T-shirt. Dynamo's doesn't logic. It takes away your dreams. Oh man, that is, I'm, I'm actually writing that down as we speak. <laughs> logic. It takes away our dreams. Yep, but. It's it, it you know, he's obviously going to lose against Brock. Um, yeah, and then whoever wins the rumble is obviously going to be 
um, what's his name, Braun Strowman, um, because they want the big guy, you know, um, I can't get emotionally invested in Braun Strowman, I just can't, I don't believe it, I don't, I don't understand, I don't get, get these hands, I don't get it, you know what I mean, um, I just, I don't get it, I don't, really invest in it myself i don't even know what it means like i don't i don't know I don't, it just sounds like a sexual window to me you want to get these yeah. hands you know like i could go up to rachel now later and be like, hey, you want to get these hands it, it, it's just yeah it doesn't doesn't really do anything for me and, i actually um, i actually think you should record her response for the next podcast the intro to next week should be whatever rachel says to you when you say that yeah and then and and then i'll sh- I'll, I'll have proven that's not a thing kids do not go in kids do not go into school on a monday morning to your teacher and say hey miss brown do you want to get these hands well like we used to you know like we you know we're slagging but we spent a lot of our youth telling other people to suck it I didn't, but you did. <laughs> okay, all right. I, I I thought we were both on that trapeze together. No, I, just me then. I was a heart foundation I, I, guy. You know, I was a heart foundation I've, guy. I've, I've, I've crutched up teachers. I had no idea really what I was trying to get them to do. But, you know what I mean? I can't really say get these hands any more stupider than that. No, you know what I mean? No. Now that I think about no, it, I just don't shop, get either the of them. The crutch up makes sense, though. At least it looks cool. Get these hands sounds so wrong. You know, yeah, but see, hey Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar, why don't you, come, you? You know, Brock Lesnar, why don't you come down here and get these hands, and I'll show you what I'm all about. Well, I guess if I guess if he if he says it like that, then it's got a very different meaning. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's all about what you what you enunciate. You know what I mean? LGBT, I love you all. <laughs> wasn't <laughs> wasn't it wasn't a it wasn't a slag at all. It was just yeah, we just, get these hands. You know what I mean? Like it depends. You know, it depends the way you say it. Yeah, GTH. Um, so we'll get away from from the hands anyway, and uh, we'll get on. Let's move to, away from that. Yeah, let's definitely move. Let's just step away from the hands, and get on to um, to Finn. So the beast. I mean, do you think in the build up now? I mean, this is what I'm thinking. Again, logic. It takes away dreams, but also it also makes sense. He's obviously going to start bringing in the demon towards the build-up over the next couple of weeks. To What have we got, two weeks now to the Royal Rumble? Um, surely there's going to be some sort of you know demon involvement here. Or what well, you're saying, do you think that it could be a thing where um, they, they'll do a slow build and bring it? bring the demon in slowly but surely because he he just got such a bad defeat to Brock. I don't know. I don't know. Well I, I, I think I think it depends. I think I think you're gonna see a a louder react again, you know, taking any sort of sentimentality out of out of this conversation. I think you're going to hear a louder response to Finn Balor than even you and I expect. Yeah. And I think that's going to make them um maybe rethink and i think the women are going to be the same i think you're going to see stronger reactions for they just happen to be kind of our guys or whatever but you're going to see you're going to hear louder reactions for them than they expect and that's going to make whoever makes the decisions that's going to make them think a little bit and maybe they maybe they have it planned already i don't know but to, to get these hands guy is nowhere near as popular as he was when he was smashing people up 
uh, you know, before he started smiling for, you know, other things off camera, you know, or, uh, you know, tagging with uh, a little girl, uh, you know, and that's not me slagging off a little girl. It just doesn't sit. You wouldn't see Psycho Sid, for example. You're, actually, you're with, actually slagging off the little boy because it was actually a little boy. <laughs> was it a little boy? Yeah. Was he not tagging with a little girl on some sort of mixed match thing? Little blondie girl. It was a it was a boy at WrestleMania, wasn't it? Oh no! Oh no! I don't mean that. No, no, no. Oh, okay, that was okay. He was, he was no, tagging. no. There was a, a mixed tag team thing. Oh, that's and it. Alexa was, Bliss. And she was pulling Alexa on. Bliss. She was pulling on his beard and all this sort of stuff. Alexa Bliss, yeah. Okay, and I was just looking at that going, this is just, you'd never see Psycho Sid doing that. I'm not, I'm not comparing the two of them, but I'm saying... Don't big, ever, scary because guys. Psycho Sid, regardless of what anyone else wants to say, was legit, you know? Yeah, and like, you know, he, he would never have allowed himself to do that. And I, I guess that's, that's part of the difference as a whole. Your man, um, Hans Guy, he's, he's only been doing it like two years or something. So he has no idea that what they're telling him to do is just nonsense. And he, he won't, because that he doesn't really want to wrestle anywhere. You know what I mean? It's not like he's, it's not like AJ Styles who would like to go somewhere for a couple of years, make big money. The equivalent of, of the older rugby guys going to France for a big paycheck. Like AJ Styles would go to AEW for a big paycheck for two years and retire happily. Whereas um, Strowman wouldn't. He wouldn't say to Vince, I'm not tagging with this little blonde girl. It doesn't make any sense. Nothing to do with her. It just doesn't make any sense for my character as a big guy who eats people. Why am I going to let this stranger tug on my beard? Unless I'm getting the ride. Well, then we've got to make that. She's got to be my manager then or something. You know what I mean? There's got to be some sort of connection. Yeah. But there, there wasn't. And, and like Psycho Sid, for example, wouldn't have let that happen. You know, Bam Bam Bigelow wouldn't have let that happen. Vader wouldn't have let that happen. You know what I mean? And you kind of go, well, I agree. He, he, has, he has no idea. No one really cares the way they used to care. Great entrance music. He looks like an absolute savage, but he can't do anything. You couldn't, you couldn't you trust him to close out a big show. So that's why I think they, they've got that in their heads as well. And I think, you know, um, that plus the reaction that, that Balor's going to get, I think changes the singles match that you were talking about for WrestleMania, I think that changes it to a three-way. And I think the women's match is the same. And I think that's going to be the selling point of WrestleMania. It's going to be two three-way matches for the first time ever for the two titles. So your your prediction now is um, Becky, Charlotte and Ronda. Yeah. Or Becky and possibly Asuka and Ronda. Well, I know. No, no, you're Charlotte. Charlotte there, yeah. And then yeah. you're going to say Finn, Brock, and Strowman. Yeah. That's interesting. And I think that's going to be the unique selling point of WrestleMania. For the first time ever, you're going to have two, three-way, because we can't separate them. Uh, there's no clear number one contender because they're so close. Uh, maybe in between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, Balor and Strowman trade wins or something. And the same on the women's side. And then you've got this kind of, we're going to show down to finish it off, uh, winner take all type thing. And it's going to be two three-way matches for the two titles at WrestleMania. Hmm. I'd look, it's different. I'd buy it. Yeah, I'd definitely buy it. I like it. You know? 
and like and and like the women have the same it's the same situation for the women as the men like there's and they can push that as we can't separate these strong athletic tough mean women just as much you know we can't separate them just like we can't separate these absolute savages over here on this side you know and it's and they can push that kind of girl power woman power thing as well you know they're the same as the guys you may even put the women on last well i'm pretty sure that that's going to be the case they they, they reckon that becky lynch and uh, uh and ronda are going to be on last this year that'd be savage but i, I just think like I, I i watched wrestlemania last year and buskers there shout out to the logos crew and um they that match uh oh what's her name Charlotte and Asuka, 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 whatever her name is, was unreal. Absolutely unbelievable. And that got like one of the biggest shouts on the night. And I think Charlotte is just too good of an athlete not to put in the last match. So I think there's going to be three. I think, I think that's, I think that's the thing we're going to look at. And if it, if it wasn't an idea and it is an idea tomorrow, it's because they listen to Dynamo's doesn't. Yeah, well, I mean, it should be an idea because I, I, I firmly believe that um, Becky's the biggest star in the company at the moment. Um, but see, the problem is that like, it, it, that was not their idea. And it's like, they, they if, even if you go all the way back to Steve Austin, right, who's the guy for us, when, when he cut that promo uh, at the King of the Ring, the next pay-per-view, he was on the pre-show with Yoko Zuna. And then he went into a strap match with Savio Vega, or reverse those, whichever way it goes. He wasn't pushed straight away. And people won't know that because they're not old enough to remember it. They did not want to push him. They wanted to push Triple H, uh, who was there after Shawn Michaels left, or as he was on the way out. They wanted to push him. He was due to win that King of the Ring in 96. Um, and they, they had to they had to suspend him. And then uh, Steve Austin wins it, cuts the promo. Everyone starts going mad, but they wouldn't push him. And it wasn't until they started getting into that run-in to, um, uh, was it Owen Hart first or was it the Calgary Stampede pay-per-view first? They started running into one of them. Calgary Stampede and then, yeah, was first. There you go. So once you start getting kind of six, eight months out from there, Bret Hart's starting to come back and they start going back and forth. That was the only time, and the only reason they did that was because Brett asked for him. So they're not, they they fought that kicking and screaming. They fought Daniel Bryan kicking and screaming. They're fighting Becky Lynch kicking and screaming because it's not their idea. This is where it gets uh, tricky for for them because they have their idea. They want to be proven right. But they also know that the easiest thing to do is to put, Becky in the main event, have that be her coronation moment, and then roll on from there. But I, you know, I, I don't know if they're going to do it. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it it makes sense. I mean, Becky's definitely had a hotter year than um, than Finn or than Brock. Yep. Um, you know, she's she's possibly had the hottest year of any any wrestler, um, in the world for sure. Um, and I I I would personally like to see it. I think um, I think she could get a hell of a match out of Ronda, and I think Ronda's been great in her own right. Um, and then Ronda can ride out into the sunset, you know. Uh, and and uh, just a quick question about Becky Lynch now, uh, and and again, without wishing to start fights with anyone, girl power and, and strong women 
and 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 massively athletic and and impressive uh, women calling yourself the man is that not how, what's what am I trying to say here without getting getting in trouble? She it's a bit like making James Bond a woman when they should be building a franchise around a strong woman in film. Well, have you not noticed it, Captain it, Marvel? Do you get what I'm saying? A woman, you know, it's like Captain Marvel now being a woman, even though back in 1968 it was a man. Um, but, but surely, surely a woman is strong enough to be a superhero on her own, like Wonder Woman. You know what I mean? They don't. They're not going to go Wonder Man. Do you know what I mean? It'll be Superman. It's a completely different thing, built for, built for men. Yeah, I don't know if I'm explaining it right. I don't. I, know, like, I think it, I know. think it's Becky that done that personally, just to kind of just to mess around with people and to have these type of debates. To be honest with you. Yeah, maybe it's just you know winding up old people who think you know. Like, I, I kind of it's it's a bit like um, I was about to say no, I'm not going to say that. Let's 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 move forward from that. But you kind of go right. This is a strong, badass woman, right? Who and that's not assigning gender. That's what she is. And and if you kind of call yourself the man, it's a bit like Jane Bond. You know what I mean? When it when Jane Bond should be her own. Um, her own badass movie franchise. Do you know what I mean? Well, no, no. Or I am I saying? I, right? I completely get it. I completely get it. I, I get everything you're saying. It's just unfortunately the way the SJWs work. Um, it's like uh, it's like a conversation. It's like a conversation I had with Philip and Selmo not too long ago, actually. Yes. Um, yes. And Salute I, that man. Yeah, and and Phil was just saying as soon as that whole white power bullshit came out um, you know they jumped on it they went straight to it yeah. and the SJWs just wanted justice but they didn't want justice they just wanted to see a human being fall forget about gender they just wanted to see a human being fall yeah. people take pleasure in that because it makes people comfortable in their own skin for their own shortcomings because they're not in the spotlight um, and well, there you go. And if anyone is offended by anything we've just said, I'm on Twitter at Ann Keegan. Come and have a chat with me, please. Yeah, and at Dynamo's Dozen, you can come and chat with me too. There you are. Because uh, hashtag don't forget to talk. Never forget to talk. And I'll tell you one thing. Never forget. To talk. And also hashtag logic does take dreams away. So um, I will take your dreams away within an instant because what what we've just literally said there is a hundred percent true. SJWs are generally people that are missing something in life that have nothing else other than social media to fucking berate and belittle. Any kind of, um, I guess, any kind of of of, of kind of, uh, you know, anything con- doesn't sit with them. Anything yeah. that doesn't, they don't agree with. You know, like even if there's no rationale behind it. You know, like yeah. I, and we're jumping off the wrestling here a little bit, which is great. But you look at kind of the Gillette ad. You look at all these people giving out about tos- toxic masculinity when they're constantly changing the definition of what masculinity is. Like when, when our dads grew up, it would have been, uh, you drink too much. You don't talk about your emotions. You don't talk about anything and you're angry all the time. That's what, that's what a man was when our parents were growing up. Sure. But now you kind of go, right, men are, um, you know, not allowed, but 
you know, men get emotional. Men are are less confrontational. They talk about things. So, so then by definition, the people who complain about toxic masculinity are incorrect in what they're doing. They have no idea what they're talking about. Like, you know, to me, them clinging on to a definition from at least one generation ago. You know what I mean? Like, like for example, our parents would have been beaten up by their dads. Yeah. Okay, that's the way it happened. Now, we would have gotten a smack on the arse. You know, maybe a little bit more, but a smack on the arse. Now, when we have kids, we're not going to be smacking them on the arse. That's evolution. Things change, right? Masculinity as a concept has changed so much in, if you go your dad and your granddad, you know, it's changed so much in that three generations, all the way down to you, that they... That the the thing that uh, the, the the feminist is a great thing and it's a, it's a positive thing. It's important to have in the world, but I mean these militant SJW people, they're clinging on to a definition of ma- toxic masculinity that doesn't exist anymore, and 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 they and if they keep doing that, we will never move forward. We're getting away from wrestling. God bless Finn Balor. If you believe in God, great. But I, just things like that really annoy me, and I would love to talk to people who. Uh, probably are younger than me who are these kind of SJW people where, you know, they, they believe in certain things. And I get that when you're young, we all did that. We all wanted the world to be perfect. And then you grow up and you go, shit, we've kind of got to compromise a wee bit here. We've kind of got to do, you know, work a job we don't want to do or, or you know, play a game we don't want to play to to put food on the table. And, you know, that's the way life is, you know. But anyway, sorry. Gillette adds, you know, do you take your 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 um, your thoughts from a company that makes something that takes your hair off would be my main question. Um, not particularly. I mean, I, I, I don't disrespect the beard. Is is something? You know, I think I think they're ruining masculinity. To be honest with oh, you, fuck's sake! You need to have. But a if beard. you want to, sh- if you want to shave, shave. But don't get your moral compass from a fucking razor blade company. Jesus, oh, that's damn straight. I mean, come on. It's like, um, let me see. What's a what's a perfect? I mean, how many how many Pepsi ads have you seen in the last three years? Um, I've seen a few, but not many. Not many. Yeah, I can't think of one to be honest with you. Uh, I remember they got kind of Beyonce, they got Britney, and back in the day they had Michael Jackson when his hair went on fire. But you know, but that's what I'm saying. In the last three years, have you seen one? I mean, the ones you're mm. talking about are older. Yeah, that's true. That's so, true. So have they conceded defeat now to, to, to Coca-Cola? So does that mean because I don't see, you know, a Pepsi ad anymore that I shouldn't enjoy uh, a Pepsi, I have to drink Coke? Because, mm-hmm. because that's what, you know, Coke are telling me that I need to drink them. It's it's just, it's, it's, it's marketing one-on-one. It's like, you know, I know that has nothing to do with the point that you made. With I guess it was probably a poor attempt at trying to make um, make make a comparison with with the Gillette ad that you're making. But what I'm saying is, Gillette are the only game in town that can afford advertisement internationally now. Not saying Pepsi yeah, can't no, afford it. You're dead right. Not saying Pepsi can't afford it, but they just obviously went, nah, fuck it. We will leave that part of the market to them. You know. Yeah. Um, whereas when you go over to the states, I was over in the states in October, and you know, it's Pepsi everywhere. You know, Pepsi is absolutely everywhere. 
Whereas all we have over here is, so it's just a conglomerate. It's a company having, you know, the stranglehold over a market um, and just influencing as they do. It's not really something I try and get into too much um, or, yeah. or, or promote on this show. But, um, you know, I do agree with your point of view because, you know, just grow the beard, guys. Grow the beard. <laughs> and, and, don't, and don't grow it because Conor McGregor grew it. Just grow it because it's meant to come out of your face. Grow it because you can convince your missus that there's something attractive under there. That's the key. That's the reason why, you know? My missus only saw a picture of me the other day with a fine, square-looking jaw. I was like, imagine that. And she was like, nah, I still prefer you with a beard. So, there you go. You see, you know, a beard, it brings romance, uh, you know, mystique, intrigue. Uh, it, it helps relationships, you know what I mean? You, you leave it you leave it grow at the top and you shave the bottom uh, or the party area and then you're good to go. Listen, <laughs> Gigo, logic, <laughs> logic takes dreams away. <laughs> <laughs> or should we say, should we get it right because it's only been made here now. This is a t-shirt, logic takes away our dreams. Sure. It's, it's, it's your... It's your T-shirt, you know. Logic kills dreams. Logic ruins dreams, you know. But sometimes, sometimes you've got to spit in the face of logic to get what you want, you know. That's the second T-shirt. Well, there you go. Let's do you see. This is going to be. This is going to be. Uh, every couple of months, we're going to bring on <laughs> just to educate all you young people, just to remind you that a man is a man, a woman is a woman, and a kettle is a kettle. Yes. Uh, yes. Absolutely. Uh, you know. Why can't I identify as a 24-year-old? Because I'm not. Now, look, I, you know... Speak for yourself. You <laughs> yeah, well, like, I, I may feel like a 24-year-old, but that's a separate story. That's just all the squats. But, like, you know, I think we, we're going into a journey that, that maybe isn't for, for Dynamo Dozen here. Uh, but, yeah, listen, if, you, if any SJWs want to have an argument, hop on to Twitter and uh, we can have a chat. Absolutely, and listen. On that note, I think we're both going to be able to sign out. It's been, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a good talk. Um, the the territory has been rebooked. The territory has been rebooked, absolutely. And I think it, what we can take away from this is that a, it's great for wrestling. It's a great time to be a wrestler. Um, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan always because you know just. The, 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 when you get to the fundamental art of wrestling, um, I always liken it to um, boxing. As you know, boxing is my other sport. It's it's, mm-hmm. um, it's just two beautiful arts, but very very different um, arts. But they both, you know, one one may be contrived, but at the same time, it what keeps your interest in it is just the 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 dance, you know. I always say that just keep dancing. It's like Bruce Lee used to say, just be water. Um, just just enjoy it and don't get annoyed if someone else exactly. just doesn't enjoy what you enjoy. It doesn't matter. Yeah, just be water. You know, water doesn't really care whether it flows over a lot of cracks and whatnot. It, 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 it has many bumps along its journey, but it just keeps flowing. And, and, and that's the problem. I think social media has caused a lot of people to not enjoy what they like enjoying as well. Um, because there's so many people telling people that, so many people telling other people that they're wrong for enjoying what they enjoy, you know. And I think that's the problem. You need it. it, it it's 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 almost like the old um, 
the, 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 the fashion magazines telling people that you're not you unless you look like this in, in a mm. subconscious way, you know? Um, so I think it's, it's wrestling is always going to be around. It's, 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 it's older than boxing. It's older than MMA. It's older than anything, but also it's not in the same ballpark as MMA or boxing. So don't compare it, please just enjoy it for what it is and be happy and treat each other well. There we go. There you are. You can sign off on that. I think so. I think so. <laughs> well, listen, Kigo, it's been amazing. And uh, I think on that note, we'll say Dynamo, Dynamo's Dozen is over and out. And uh, I can't wait to have you on again. Absolutely. Good to talk to you. Thank to you, my friend.